This is a podcast by The Business Times. Investors, especially in Asia, they might not be as familiar with FX as compared to like the stocks and bond markets. And it is also because not much retail products out there is available for their subscription. With experience in this space, we actually find FX a lot more intuitive and safer than other asset classes. With headlines being hogged by the spectacular rise and fall of crypto, inflation, rate hikes and volatility, where can investors park their money now? Especially if they'd like to revitalize the nest egg. It seems we may have forgotten the evergreen asset class of foreign exchange, which has arguably been a source of reliable returns. Thanks to the non-cyclical aspect of it, investors can easily get superior returns every year, which isn't always possible in the traditional asset class space. As a highly liquid market, traders can also easily buy or sell without experiencing much slippage. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money-managing and wealth-growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. Now, despite being perceived as one to involve a high level of risk, some believe FX trading or Forex trading can actually be a lot less risky. Compared to the volatility of cryptocurrency, FX markets are far more stable with value moves a rare occurrence making it easier to control the risks. Moreover, with FX markets being heavily regulated, traders are provided greater protection and security in contrast to crypto markets that are actually in their early development stages. Due to the unregulated nature of cryptocurrency, this has led to the rise in various crimes like scams and hacking, which are fortunately not as prevalent in FX trading. So let's see if FX trading is an avenue we can consider to hedge against inflation. And we have Ashley Koh and Raphael Ong, fund managers of Saltsworth Asset Management, to help us out. We start with misconceptions surrounding foreign exchange trading, one being it's a get-rich-quick scheme, which may even promise lottery-like gains. But isn't that the dream? A lot of newbies, when they first started trading, they do not fully understand what they are getting themselves into. They tend to be attracted to the high potential gains of forex trading. Well, please understand that in all types of trading, it is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Apart from the potential gains, there will be losses. And such gains and losses are all part and parcel of trading. Especially in this climate where markets are very volatile, it is very easy for a new trader to be wiped out of their whole capital without proper risk management. I would advise newbies not to try real-life trading without first fully understanding how to manage their risk. Now, I'd like to share a bit more about the high cost of loss, which in my day-to-day dealings with my clients, I find not many people have considered. I've used this example where one of my clients who came to me recently and shared that because of market downturn this year, he has lost about 60 to 70% of his other portfolio. So when I asked, why didn't you cut loss? He was like, oh, it's okay, I'll hold it out just wait for another bull market and let it come back by another 70%. But this is not true. The reality is that the more you lose, the more effort it takes to recover that loss. Today, if you're down 20%, it takes 25% effort to break even. And if you're down 50%, it takes 100% effort to recover that loss. If you have let it slide to a 70% loss, it actually takes 233% effort just to get back to that break even point. How you look after your risk will determine how long you can stay in this game Trading essentially is a marathon, not a sprint as they say. Always first understand risk management before you start trading. If you look after your losses first, the profits will eventually come, as they say as well. 
For the example that Ashley cited earlier, it wasn't even for forex trading, it was actually for an equity portfolio. Yes, for this year 2022, the tech and China spaces have not been doing too well, and many investors have gone whipsawed in this situation. For forex trading, you need to think about how you're approaching your trading and your strategies. But more importantly, I think it's also to consider your own situation. So if you have work, you have like family commitments, can you truly set aside hours every day to trade, to hone your craft? If not, then perhaps an alternative to get exposure to the FX markets by really letting professionals to manage instead of doing it yourself. So for FX trading, you're actually trading in pairs. For example, opening a dollar-yen position. It's not like going to the money changer to change it into another currency. You can't just buy and hold it long-term in this case and expect it to appreciate. The whole buy-the-dip mentality will not work here. Because if you do so, chances are you will blow up your account and you get margin called and your position will be closed at a loss by your broker. It is also important to note that in FX, leverage will be used for trading. It is very important to take note of that and also understand the concept of margin trading in order to be able to manage your risk well. As you trade or invest, remember to manage your risk and only open positions within your means. Don't keep too many open positions or use excessive leverage. There also seem to be other misconceptions about forex trading we should address, like how the space is high risk and too complicated to navigate. But given the forex market is one of the most liquid and largest, it's perhaps time to consider it for one's portfolio. On the part of FX is high risk, be it FX or not, it really depends on how the trader is managing their trading. So you can run very conservative strategies or take on very risky bets. And it's not because of the asset class per se. I'll use a simple example of stock picking that you buy ABC shares at $100 today. And if the price is going down, it is up to the trader to exit the trade at either $99 or $95 or even say $70. Now, cutting loss at $70, which is essentially a 30% drawdown, is this considered risky? Investors will need to consider how much losses they can tolerate against the potential returns. So how risky it is, it's really dependent on how the trader is managing their trades and not because if it's FX or not. And then on the second point, FX generates very high returns. Again, somehow people just associate FX to a get-rich-quick scheme or like gambling because FX it has the most liquidity every day. That's like 5 to 6 trillion of liquidity in the market. And it's trading 24 hours a day, 5 and a half days a week. So people tend to have that kind of a feeling that they can make huge gains or lottery-like winnings. But yes, they could have that one lucky trade that they make money, but it is not sustainable. And trading FX is like trading any other asset classes. It does require a great deal of analysis, a great deal of patience, and a very disciplined approach to risk management. FX is too complicated. This can be applied to all asset classes and the presumption here is mainly due to the lack of knowledge. Still to come. In order to scale up and to sustain in the long run, apart from running a good risk discipline strategy, it is also about having the right infrastructure and dealing with the right counterparties. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Given current market conditions and macroeconomic considerations, currencies seem to be emerging as the everyday investor's weapon of choice in the battle to gain an edge. But what if you've never ventured where you've always feared to tread? Raphael Ng, fund manager at Salsworth Asset Management, has some tips. For anyone who has spent a good amount of time trading, 
they will tell you that there really isn't like a holy grail or just one particular indicator or one surefire strategy that will give you profits like 100% of the time. So consistently profitable traders will more likely tell you that losing and winning is really part and parcel of the journey. So there's like different ways to construct this portfolio. What we see is that 90-95% of new traders, they lose their money when they first try their hands on trading because they saw this new strategy that they found online and they really want to just try it and they are so convinced by marketing or whatnot. So really, the advice for new traders, I would say, is no matter how strongly you feel about a particular strategy or you have some great idea or strat, it's really to just try it on a demo account first if that's really your first time doing it and then try it on the demo account for like three, six months and once you're really comfortable with that, and then just allocate a really tiny fraction of a portfolio into live trading. And then very, very importantly, stick to your trading plan. It's very easy because uh, when you see like uh, the market's going in a completely different direction that you suddenly just go haywire from your trading plan. So you'll notice demo and the live trading could be very different because of the different liquidity. So you actually could get very vastly different outcomes. Just really start small have the mindset that whatever you're going to put in is probably going to get 100% wiped out for the start. This is what we call tuition fees. <laughs> While current market conditions seem dire, they're by no means new, and investing strategies always seem to attempt to predict future prices based on past developments. Historical moment versus present moment, so to speak. But that almost seems to be venturing into crystal ball territory. Markets are constantly evolving and at the risk of sounding very cliché, past performance does not necessarily guarantee future returns nor serve as a good predictor of future results. This is especially true in the FX markets. We see market structures changing all the time. It is super important for us to continuously adapt our strategies according to the new market conditions. We've seen that strategies that might have worked last year, it might not work the next month. And this is what we call alpha decay, where alpha, in other words, outperformance that you derive from the strategy, such alpha actually erode over time. But it doesn't mean that the strategy is permanently out of the picture. For certain market structures or conditions, this strategy might prove to just be profitable again. The key here is not about prediction, but about adaptability, about using the right type of strategy at the right market condition. Panic is not a strategy. Let's just put that out there. And let's not dump our entire emergency savings account into low-cost meme stocks right now. High volatility and recession risks will probably define the second half of 2022. So how can investors rebalance their risk profile? Currency strategies can have a place in everyone's portfolio. And many people in Singapore are heavily weighted in properties, real estate, equities and bonds. I believe that adding FX will help provide liquidity to an investor's portfolio and it can help them diversify their holdings and spread their risk. FX itself can serve as a source of reliable returns for long-term portfolio gains. The US markets show that the CPI inflation reaching 40 years high. So we're going to see that there's a lot of pressure to push up rates even more than they're currently. So definitely seeing lots and lots more volatility. So be cautious and stick to your risk limits. I really cannot stress this enough from what we're seeing in the markets right now. And for 202 FX traders, you know it takes more than just a good trading strategy, right? In order to scale up and to sustain in the long run, apart from running a good risk discipline strategy, it is also about having the right infrastructure and dealing with the right counterparties. For example, to trade efficiently, you have to consider latency. Having a trading service in Singapore when your counterparty 
is in London or New York. It's going to be disadvantageous as proximity is a huge factor when it comes to execution speeds. Also, all FX brokers and liquidity providers provide very different pricing fee. So a strategy that works on counterparty A might not work on counterparty B. You will need to secure right liquidity fee and work with the right liquidity providers to scale up your strategy successfully. We have also utilized algorithm to actually help us in our trade execution and risk management. So traders can consider adding certain automations in their trading to help them to be a more effective or efficient trader. Many traders tend to be affected by their own emotions. Typically, they will take profits too early, they will cut loss too late. So the use of automation would help them to be more disciplined in their trading. This episode features comments from Ashley Ko and Raphael Ng, fund managers of Saltsworth Asset Management. Join us for our next episode where we get into that age-old argument of ETFs versus mutual funds. I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.